Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Hope, as always, your week is going fantastic. And yet again, we'll be breaking down everything that went on this past weekend and everything that's going to be going down next weekend as well. Not this upcoming one, but that'll be the weekend of April 8th with Israel Adesanya taking on Alex Pereira, trying to get back that 185-pound strap. But before I do that, just want to go over some news. This is going on in the local world. Uh, what do we have going on this week? Looks like, uh, for all you moviegoers out there, looks like John Wick Chapter 4 will be dropping. I believe I'll be checking that out this Sunday. A lot of actually good movies that are coming out. I know a lot of people are excited about the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Not really my cup of tea, but we will see because if history has said anything, the fight, uh, not the fight, but the video game adaptations into real movies do not particularly sell well. But... I hope the case is not the same for the Mario movie that is coming out with one of my favorite actors of all time, Jack Black, with uh, Chris Pratt as Mario. Not too thrilled about the main casting of his voice, but I will give it a shot. I think we all will because it, it doesn't look too bad, but we'll just have to check and see. So I believe that's it for the uh, main movies, uh, the uh, John Wick, Chapter 4, Mario, and if you're into it, uh, the Shazam sequel, was it The Fury of the Gods? I'm going to check that one out as well, but I don't know about the movie theaters for that one. I believe that's going to be a stream-to-service movie. I don't know when, but I can definitely see Shazam going to HBO Go, HBO Max, because I believe the first one went to the platform as well. But as far as anything else, you know me, I usually just like to watch movies. Those are the the top three ones that I recommend, the top three ones that are going to be out there. And Mario will be coming out at a later date. Now, let's go over what happened this past weekend. We had Corey, the Sandman, sitting here taking on Marlon Chito Vera. As it is well known, Chito Vera is a notorious slow starter. Usually he picks it up in the third, the fourth, and fifth round. Usually lets the two rides slide, and then he picks it up later on. Kind of downloads your data, kind of like a Floyd Mayweather SQ game plan. But this was the time that it came back to bite him in the ass. And the last two fights, it worked very well when he got that front kick KO of Frankie Edgar, the legend himself, after dropping the first two to three rounds and then KOing him. Same thing happened with Dominic Cruz, arguably the greatest bantamweight of all time, dropping the first two to three rounds and then KOing him as well with a head kick as he was trying to escape from the cage. And that is what we thought what was going to happen in this fight. But as it's been known now with fights, once you have so many fights and people know your strategy, there's just so much tape on you that people just start to download and game plan how to overcome that. And that is exactly what happened in this fight this past Saturday. Corey 
just stayed away, uh, stayed away, not in one spot with the lateral movement, going left to right, never, ever allowing Cheeto Vera to essentially lock on to where his target was, even going for takedowns in that first round, which he got surprisingly easy, which is a giant red flag because in a 135-pound division, there are nothing but heavy top ground, top game wrestlers in the top three, if not the top two. The, uh, the champion, Aljamain Sterling, is a notoriously strong grappler and wrestler. Henry Cejudo, Olympic gold medalist wrestler. And then the new person that has just emerged from the shadows, Mar, uh, what's Marab Davalashwili? Marab Davalashwili, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. But also heavy top game wrestler. And if you don't have takedown defense, if you cannot get up off of your back, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a long night, and you're going to see yourself on the end of a lopsided decision when it comes to these judges. And Corey is by no means at all a wrestler. We saw his first professional loss coming to the now champion Aljamain Sterling, where he got rear naked choked in under two minutes. He was undefeated for his bantamweight run, and then he got choked out in two minutes. What does that tell you? You have to know wrestling. There is no if, ands, or but about it. It's just such a strong strategy in this bantamweight division if you want to be champion. Now, what happened in this fight? Essentially, as I was saying earlier, Corey stayed off of the cage, never stood in one spot, and that shows with the fight total strike numbers. Corey Sandman threw 370 strikes. He landed 187. Not too bad. That gives him an average, says here, of, what, 45%. Okay, and then Marlon Cheeto Vera threw 177 strikes and landed 73 Corey landed more than double the amount of shots that Marlon Cheeto Vera landed. He comes at around, what, that's 36% it says. So that, that's why we saw him drop the first round due to those takedowns, drop the second round, arguably won the third round. He kind of picked it up there. We all thought he was going to uh, turn it up there, but he did not because he dropped the next two rounds. And now, Corey just got a win over the number three ranked bantamweight fighter, and he called out um, Marab Devalashwili. I'm just going to call him Marab just for the sake of it, because that last name, I'll tell you what. <laughs> he called out Marab. And while that, while that is a gutsy and ballsy call out, who in the hell does not want to see Corey take on Sean O'Malley? I believe the UFC is going to make that fight happen because Marab is a nightmare for Corey. His nickname is The Machine because he does not stop. And if there's any glaring weak point in Corey's game, it's that he's not the strongest fighter. So hopefully the UFC makes that one because that has fight of the night or pay-per-view co-main event written all over it. So congratulations to Corey and Marlon. He's just got to go back to the drawing board. I, we know he's going to rewatch this fight, and he's going to just beat himself over him not just showing up, not performing, and just essentially just looking like a deer in the headlights. 
but we will all continue and watch this next fight. So what do we have coming up this weekend, April 1st? There is a bye week. Nothing really going on there, but they're just all teasing us for this next pay-per-view event. It's going to be featuring the now champ, Alex the Potane Pereira, defending his strap against Israel Adesanya. And then we have in the co-main event, Gilbert Darino Burns taking on Jorge Gamebred Masvidal with a lot of implications in this fight. Jorge trying to get this stoppage over Gilbert Burns to claim his title shot against Leon Edwards, the 170-pound now welterweight champion, and the champion himself saying that if Jorge wins this fight, that he will welcome him as a title challenger. And if there's any time for Jorge to step up to get a good W, it is right now. Because if he goes out there and flatlines Gilbert Burns, he will 100% get a title shot against Leon Edwards. And I am all here for it because there's so much history going on there. Don't want to go too deep into it. That's going to be a next week's episode podcast. So make sure you guys tune in, enjoy your week, and I'll be catching you all again next time.